Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. See website for details. Welcome to Balanced Life with Debbie Carlin Boyle. Conversations connecting to a healthier you. The show that gives you all the latest and greatest health and wellness information to inspire you to live a life of balance and joy. Debbie Carlin Boyle is a health and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and fitness instructor who helps her clients live in balance with everything that feeds us in addition to the food on our plate. Please welcome your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. Hi, good afternoon. Oh my gosh, we're running behind, so welcome. So my show should be ending in four minutes. And we had technical difficulty. We had trouble with the sound, so we couldn't stream live. So I'm hoping you stay with us, or if you're on Facebook, that you will stay with us, because we have a really fabulous show for you today. So welcome to Balanced Life, where conversations that connect to a healthier you. And this show today is very informative. So I want you to hear a little bit of what um, the introduction that I have for our guest today. So, did you know that 51.6% of marriages in this country end in divorce? And there is no disputing the emotional stress that is associated, associated with it. I know, all too well, which is what a discussion we were just having. This stress will deplete your quality of life and can eventually put you on the road to disease and depression. Judith Weigel is the president of Divorce Resource, Inc. She is a mediator, a paralegal, and a legal document assistant. Judy is one of those rare individuals who can make you laugh while you're going through a painful experience. Her ability to see through the complexities of emotion in order to help people think through and reach a negotiated settlement is unparalleled in the field of divorce mediation. Her mediation training is from the Dispute Resolution Program at the Office of the Los Angeles City Attorney, and in her first year as a mediator, she won the Outstanding Case Award from the Los Angeles County, from Los Angeles County, for facilitating a police community, community mediation as a result of a fatal shooting in the Rampart West Lake area. Judy also received training from the Los Angeles County Bar Association and has been part of Los Angeles County Bar Association attorney-client-free dispute mediation and arbitration panels. She co-chairs a special interest group on constructive uncoupling for professionals from therapy, mediation, and law. Her focus has always been on amicable divorces, which is our focus today. So Judy is also the author of a business advice book, My Office is a Three-Ring Circus. And so to help us navigate all the ways to achieve an amicable divorce, will you please welcome my very special guest, Judy Weigel, to my show today. Did I say your name right? I forgot to ask you. You 
It was perfect. Absolutely good. Yay. Perfect, Judy good. Thank you good. so much. Thank I you. I really look forward to being here. Oh, good. And we've been yeah. talking about it yep. for a while, and then there was some uh, some illness, and we had to kind of reschedule. So right, I'm I had so my first glad. facial peel, and I had no idea how long it was going to peel. Thank oh, you. Thank so you, you for calling. So you disclosed that. Yeah, that's okay. No problem. <laughs> I was just going to say you had a cold, but okay. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm glad I finally got you here because, like I said in the introduction. I think to physical and emotional health, this is really important because the stress of divorce yeah. is deafening. I mean, it is, it's so numbing. And I know firsthand, and as well as many of my friends, both men and women that have gone through it. And we met at a uh, networking group and you did a little talk and I ran right up to you and said, oh my gosh, you need to be on my show. But let's start with um, what your background is a little bit. I, I gave you some of the credentials of where you're at now, but how did you get to where you're at now? My entire life was spent in live entertainment, uh, the, back, uh, the business end of it, promotion, marketing, touring. And when you're in live entertainment, showtime waits for no man. And people argue. Think of the Wicked tour. Kristen Chenoweth and Adina uh, argued in the first uh, tour, and Kristen a actually ended up leaving. Of course, she did win the Emmy. Uh, Gosh, I don't think I knew that behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> so. it, it was actually well publicized. I'm, I'm not telling a secret. But when you're working in live entertainment, and especially when you're working with a company like the Circus, which is how I got my start in live entertainment, you're dealing with lots of cultures of people that have a lot of different mores, taboos, ways of communicating with each other. And I had to get very skilled at diplomacy, calming, diplomacy, mm -hmm. calming the waters, so show, showtime could start at the right time. Yeah, good. That's So that was a really big... Um, like education or background for it, you it to, really to was. lead and right into knew, this. Yeah, who knew yeah. it was going to set me up for this? Yeah. I had no idea what mediation was. And how did you get into it? Life. Yeah, the somebody told you you'd be good at this, right? Yep. Two different female attorneys came up to me separately and said, you should really consider mediation. You have a good personality for it. Uh. I had no idea what it was, and I went on my merry way. The third person who said it to me, was That's the woman <laughs> I bought this business from. And when I, yes, absolutely. The third time I said, the universe is trying to tell me something. I guess I better listen. She told me where to get the training at the uh, dispute resolution program. I moved into her suite of offices because she had an open office, and I ended up buying the business, Divorce Resource Incorporated. And that's uh, that's a great yeah. story getting right into there. It's life. Yeah, and you're doing so well. So let's get into a little bit about what you do and, and, and kind of describe from the very beginning what would you? What is mediation? Let's start with what is mediation. Mediation is a conversation and a negotiation to work out the asset and debt division in a divorce, and to work on a parenting plan with custody issues and support issues. So it's a conversation and a negotiation. So conversation and negotiation, and in order to get to a point of mediation, you need to be amicable. So how would you describe? What an amicable well, divorce when, is. Well, when I get calls and I say I only deal in amicable divorces, the definition is you have to be able to talk to one another enough to get through settlement talk, and neither person can feel the other is hiding significant assets. 
Those are the basics. Mm-hmm. There are there are gradations of those. So yes, you can talk to one another, but what's that like? Are you being civil to one another? Are you being condescending? Are you bringing up all the ills of the marriage to put the other person down? That's not helpful. Mm-mm. So when I get people into mediation, yes, they want to do it. It has to be self-determined unless you're in trial. So when you're in trial, you are required to see a mediator at the courthouse. Well, my work doesn't go to trial. So this is a voluntary effort to engage in mediation, and it's a Herculean effort at the same time because divorce is all about emotion from our standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. But from the state standpoint, it's it's all about money. Mm -hmm. Think about why you went to the courthouse to get a marriage license. It started there because the state considers marriage a financial contract. When you go to get divorced, you are breaking the financial contract. Interesting, because if you ask the average person on the street, what is, why, why are you getting married? They would never, ever think of it as a financial That's right. um, agreement with each other, if That's you right. Will. You, 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 yeah. It's an emotional situation. You love each other. Mm-hmm. You want to plan a life together. And that is really why you should get, divor- uh, get, get married. married. But, and but this is so hard so, to think yeah, about that. To think about money, mm-hmm. well, that's one of the biggest reasons why people get divorced. It's not adultery. No. And, I, and I'm here to tell you that is the number one reason why we got divorced. And we were together for a very long time. And really, you know, one of the reasons we were together eight years before we even got married. And one of the reasons why we got married was so we could con- so we could combine our finances and and create a family. You were working together, and, were you not? Uh, we were. We were. We were working together freelance. Sometimes we were, okay. and sometimes we were. And, and but then once we grew uh, together, could get our own company together, and then mm-hmm. we worked together, producer director uh, relationship. But so that was a financial situation for us, you know, which came into play when we ended our marriage. Right. So it makes so much sense to hear you say this, right. but it isn't the reason that I thought for sure, or my ex-husband, I can tell you, thought we went into it was to protect our quote-unquote assets or our own money or to make sure that there was fairness when we parted. Because I, we talked about um, having a prenup and the reason why we didn't is because I was like, hey, that to me is setting marriage off on a bad foot. And I know, it, I know. You know, and that's not how you want to start, but it really protects you. It's like a will. But you, you know? know, Debbie, the wealthiest of the wealthy consider it a financial relationship. Yes. And they, they and, are and the they're, ones. They're the smart one. That's right. I worked from the emotional part of it. Well, you know, and it, you and know it is what it is. So who doesn't want to get married for an emotional reason? Of course, that feeling of love is great. But when you now come back into the mediation and you are getting divorced, you really have to work on your communication skills Mm -hmm. before you sit down at the table because you're still playing out the emotions of the divorce. That's ongoing. That's a storyline unto itself. That's right. And the other storyline are the finances and the children. Yes. And to combine those two, my heart goes out to everybody, Mm -hmm. and I look at people sitting across the mediation table from me and I say... I have to give you major points just for coming here. Yeah, just um, it's so 
it, it do people automatically qualify for an amicable an amicable divorce like if they just if they get to that point where they can be civil with each other they hear about you they come in um, are there times that they're just they're not it's they're not qualified for it you'll for you'll whatever? find out you'll find out so I am much less expensive than an attorney, oh, and I time. think that's one of the reasons why people say, yes, we can talk to one another. No, no, we trust each other. We don't think anybody's hiding anything. Okay, well, then I will take you. Let, let's talk. Let's file. Let's get into mediation, and then you find out that, well, maybe this isn't exactly what they thought they could do, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just have to take a step back. Time. You have to let people have time. Of course. So they get their feet wet sometimes, and, oh, we may not be ready. And I even say, we're just going to spend time and money unnecessarily. Here's what I think we should you should do. So you give advice. Just, yeah, just do some work on not blaming each other. You know, consider what you want the future to look at, and then call me back. Okay. Patience. So, um, so there's a lot of therapy involved in what in, a, in diplomacy, what we talked about before. So, do you work with, or do you suggest therapy, or how does that come into play when it comes to mediation when there are no lawyers involved? I was shy at first because I didn't want to offend anybody. People are on different sides of the fence with therapy. In Los Angeles, of course, you're nobody if you don't have therapy, right? Yeah. So everybody has a therapist. But no, um, I can... I can't tell whether they have a therapist or not, but I can see signs in front of me that require them to have therapy. And Mm -hmm. I just simply ask, please don't be offended. This is only for your own uh, well-being. Do you have a therapist? Well, I did have a therapist, but we let it go. I'm thinking you should maybe call them back because if we can look at what the mediation Mm -hmm. was like, did you accomplish your goals? No. So maybe spend a little time getting more comfortable with yourself, the idea of divorce, and then come back. Do you find that when people come to you to mediate that they have worked on themselves individually? Yes. Okay. So that's what... And they're, oh, the, and, and I'm so happy when mm-hmm. I get to work with those people. I mean, first of all, self-serving, Debbie, it, it makes me feel good. Yeah. I actually enjoy myself and I can do my work better for them. Right. I oh, can be creative time. with settlements. And that's what I love about mediation. I love being creative with settlements. I love when people call me and say, we need your help. We have talked and talked about the division of the house or and anything else like that. The division of the house is the biggest issue. Of course. And But we, we hit a roadblock. So they come in, and I'm a problem solver by nature. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the toughest problems at all. And I will listen to what each pe- person wants out of it. And if I can find that middle compromise that they never thought about, that's a good mediation. So, so let me ask you, how does it work? Do they... So they've decided they want to mediate. Um, do they both come to you together? And so, see, see, this is so foreign to me because we, I had representation. Anytime we all came together, there were four of us, our attorneys and then us. So my attorney sort of spoke for me. So, so you, so you kind of become the and, attorney and for both of them. actually, if I may, yeah. and I'm sure you had a fabulous attorney, this is where attorneys – 
are not good sometimes because they should let the parties talk. And figure it out. Because it's your life. Now, yeah. the attorney is there to give you the law and to give you what options on the That's law right. would be if, in fact, you had to involve a judge. But watching the parties talk themselves, I think you're servicing your clients better by doing it that way. Okay. So I do not get lawyers in the room normally. Okay. I've had a couple attorneys, and I've been blessed by having wonderful attorneys in the room. But generally, the parties come by themselves. Okay. I ask them to get legal advice ahead of time. Okay. I don't want to be the one to teach them the law. Okay. Because That's I, my question. Thing. Then it gets me out of a neutral position because yes. I guarantee you one person will get mad at me. Right. So, so it, you want them to be, so when they call you, you pretty much say, get your, get legally educated ahead yes. of time on what yes. you're dealing with. And then I can help you come to the conclusion. And then I can be the creative we, person yeah. who comes in and says, now that you know the law, informed consent is the phrase. Whatever you consent to and negotiate outside of the law, because you're allowed to do that for the most part, okay. whatever suits your marriage uh, should suit your divorce settlement. So, so tell, take, can you take us through a little bit of what an amicable mediation looks like? So, t they've done their homework. They've come to you. They're sitting in the room together. They have a home as their major asset, and they have kids. How does that? How would that play well, out? I, I mean, it's I, a hypothetical. But I first of all have to teach them how to communicate if they haven't shown me immediately that they know. We are not taught how to communicate. No. So how does that play out? What, what so would I you teach say? them how, to, you, I, I, how do you I say, teach them? I say, look, um, if I may, if you don't mind, I'm going to take the phrase that you just used, which may not be as helpful as this phrase. One of the biggest phrases not to use, I just want what I'm entitled to. Mm. The word entitled in, a, in and of oh, itself does not have a good connotation. See that. that probably Here's comes a, up a lot. It comes up all the time because yeah. they think it's the right thing to say. So to honor they think it's the right thing to say, I just say, let's try this phrase. Let's work through the process the court has designed. Let's see what that looks like. And then let's get creative to see how you may want to adjust that. So really, um, you're keeping them on track, keeping them from arguing and well, making sense. Of, generally. Yeah, does, does that happen a lot? I'm curious. Arguing is constant. Uh -huh. So because I so come from a, an Italian uh, background <laughs> and I'm that. used to people arguing at the dinner table, I'm not fearful of arguing. It doesn't bother yeah, me at all. Yeah, it doesn't shut you down. I really need to hear the level of emotion going on and then I can tone it down. Okay. I can just say, look, I understand this is hard. Can I just see one of you alone for a few minutes? It calms it down. I'm able to talk one-on-one -on -one and then do that same work. Look. So you do I, have to step out of the room with one or the other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they appreciate it, too, because okay. they don't have any... They don't have a mirror of self-reflection yet. This is foreign territory to them. Yeah. When did you ever have to do this? How many mediations did you go to before you had a divorce? 
Probably none. Yeah, no, none. And we ended up, because as you know, the court system, even though you have lawyers and you're going through the court system, they require you to try to work it out in mediation before you go to trial. Yes, Because trials are very expensive and very time-consuming, which puts more of an emotional strain on both ends, including the children. Plus, um, the financial strain becomes more of a resentment. So it actually makes it worse. But there are some things that just can't be worked out in mediation. And then we put it all on the judge. That is right. And and this is what I want to say to, to everybody. Do not use the judge as a threat. Do not use the court as a threat. They are honestly there to help. And if you're in a situation where even with your lawyers, you cannot come to resolution, it's okay. Let the judge make the orders because at least you can move forward and live a better life. That's right. So do you find that people who have tried to go um, mediation with lawyers through the court system and just got kind of frustrated with the whole process, dumped them and then come to you? Yes. Yeah, so, well, the so you other, have people in the middle. Right. Yeah. So, so the other time people will call will be they have no more money left. Mm-hmm. They're completely exhausted. Mm-hmm. And now they have to compromise. Ah. And they're ready. And that may just be what they had to live through in order to get to the settlement that works for them. And again, if you have children, that works for their family. Right. Okay. So that makes... And let's let's talk a little bit about how children come into play with this and and alimony and things like that. Because my guess, and my children were already grown in out of college by the time I got to my divorce. You're so lucky. Uh, Yes. Yes and no. There's a different dynamic that happens when you have grown-up kids that have been used to a family their entire lives. Well, outside of the divorce process, I totally get what you're talking about. So that's the emotional part. But you're actually go through the divorce process, it's so much easier right. when there aren't children. Right. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And so how? So when there are children, okay. um, I imagine the emotions, the emotions are high, even higher on the Richter scale. Um, how does it play out uh, generally? How Depending do you... on the age of the children, mm-hmm. it's different. So let's go to, we just have a newborn. A newborn is up to a year. <laughs> well, awful that they're getting a divorce after I've a only met one mother that was actually open to letting the newborn stay at the father's house for overnights. That's a really tough situation. Mm. If you're breastfeeding, that's a tough situation. I'm, I've seen minute orders from judges that say, just pump more milk. Mm. We're going to give you equal time. So it starts with that. And then there are some mothers that um, ascribe to this thing called the attachment theory of raising children, which means you have to bond with your child through breastfeeding and maybe up to three years, maybe even five years, before you can share the child with the father. Well, I've met some very nurturing men who have broken down and cried at the idea of not being with their child as much as possible. It's lovely to see that. Yes. So then, but, then you have other ages. Yeah, so that's the, the very newborn. And then you have the other then ages, have the, the other ages, and, and, the and you have to kids. consider that at different ages, the children need to be either with mother or father. Mm-hmm. It, and, and you have to really pay attention to what the kids need. So when we're doing the parenting plans, we have to do the parenting plans for the settlement agreement in present time. So you work out what both parents 
will agree to in present time, you have to look at the children's schedule first, and then you step back and you look at the parents' schedule. Now, how can the parents' schedule accommodate the children's schedule? If you can do it like that, you've now become more objective Mm -hmm. and less emotional. I love this. And that's always where we need to go to. I love this because you're actually asking them and talking to them directly. And I know, even though the children thing again wasn't an issue in my divorce, it wasn't. It was more like I was being talked to and told. I wasn't really working it out. I wasn't really being as um, you know. And you're and you're under stress. You're in a courtroom, which is very highly stressful anyway. It just it's it, it was very difficult for me to be reasonable and yes. you are reasonable. You have to um, do that for people yeah. because they, they, they need to see what it looks I like. I just wish I had you and knew about you it's when really I tough. was going through what I, you know, and so that's why I, I have know. to highly recommend this. We are down to two minutes, but I'm so, can you believe it's been 25? I just 25? want to finish one thing on yeah. the parenting plan yes. because people with parents are really interested. You do step-up plans. If if one parent has to compromise with not being with their children as much right now, you have to build in a step-up plan. What does that mean? That means in the agreement you say for one year ah, or up to age, it. whatever, it'll be this. And then as our child turns to this age, it's going to be that. Right. Or we will meet and confer, and we know we're going to adjust so the you, so, plan. So part of that is adjusting yes. as they age. Yes, and, and you, saying, you need to do does that. Does that bring them back to you? to readjust with a mediator. Well, that's, that's they good. Can, they can agree to that. Or if they can that. do it on their own. Yeah. If they've learned from mediation, they can do it on their no. own. Great. They don't have to that's file good. with the court again. It just seems so smart and so healthy for both the parents and the kids. Yes. What would you say, and then I'm, I'm going to have you leave us with um, a word of words of wisdom, but what would you say is your biggest challenges to amicable, amicable mediation, the biggest challenge that you see. It's the way they talk to one another. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's the way they talk to one another because it's the words we choose and the tone of voice we use that will either give you a fabulous mediation or it'll break down and you won't get anywhere. Makes so much sense. I can't believe how um, valuable this information is for people that if you know somebody that might be going through or thinking about a divorce, I highly recommend you go to um, to uh, talk to Judy and her company. It's now let's Divorce give- Resource Inc. in Los Angeles. We're in the Westwood Rancho Park area. Okay, easily accessible by the four hundred five and the ten. So it's a great location. And five days a week, I do some Saturday meetings for people who just can't get away from work. Okay, and just do you do anything? online or over the internet that can help people? Do you have any kind of process like that for people that aren't in our area? Because we are an international show. Just any advice or... Oh, you have your book, too. Well, do I... I yeah, yeah, let's let's plug it. Okay, so my <laughs> office is a three-ring circus. I think I was a mediator even in the entertainment industry. And so this is a business advice book, how to communicate with your employer okay. and how to behave in a way that your, rep- the, your employer will respect you. Okay. So it was behavior and it was communication, I think, most of my life. So this is a tool that you have that anybody in the world can actually Amazon. access you can order from. It's it on, on Amazon. Amazon. But, you know, Debbie, you ask a really good question about tools online. 
Um, call me, email me. I'm great at giving you books to read mm-hmm. because they will help you a lot. I know you have resources, references right? on your on, website. On the website, divorceresourceinc.com. I give attorney referrals out for people who live Terrific. in Southern California, really good attorneys who will not ch- overcharge you and will just get down to business and will respect you. Excellent. That's great. Final words of wisdom for my uh, audience today. Be kind. Okay. Be kind to your spouse. International. Be kind to your spouse. Everybody does their best at any point in time. Maya Angela, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just don't know better. So be kind. Nobody's a criminal because you're getting a divorce. We just have a journey, and that's part of our journey. Being kind is going to make it so much better for you and those you love and in the final outcome. So you are doing a wonderful thing for mankind because we do have a high divorce rate. Not to be discouraged by that, though. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us today. I'm sorry for the delay in getting started. Um, If you have any further questions, go see, uh, email Judy, and she'll get back to you. Thank you so much, and we're going to see you next week. Bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.